Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Before I get into my message for today, uh, I want to make a a statement to you and talk about something. Uh, Of course, as you know, we are in a presidential election year. And uh, I know the last presidential cycle uh, the political prophecies were, uh, just, just in a tremendous amount. There were so many of them. And, uh, and, and that sort of thing has happened, you know, not just the last cycle, but before that, certainly and on back. But the last cycle, it was like those political prophecies that certain so-called prophets were giving out were like, it's like on steroids. And, um, and, and, you know, there's just, all of that brings so much confusion to the church world, to the body of Christ. And, and, and some of the biggest named ministers, so-called prophets, give out prophecies and, and, and they don't come to pass. And it seems like, you know, people, Christians don't even pay any attention that their prophecies were wrong. They just go on down the road and keep following these people. And then, you know, this cycle comes up and, you know, more, these people more than likely they're going to give out prophecies again concerning this next election coming up here in November of 2024, you know, this year. And, and, and it's just, you know, it, it brings so much confusion to the body of Christ and so many Christians don't judge prophecies. They just, you know, if big preacher, big name preacher so and so prophesies it, then it must be so. And, and, and all of that. And again, brings so much confusion. So, what, uh, what, I guess, oh, a couple years ago, I guess, several years back, well, I can tell you when it was. It was right after the 2020 election was decided, for sure, when it was decided that Joe Biden won the election. I preached a message at the direction of the Holy Spirit to deal with uh, the subject of, of political prophecies and, and, and just the subject of prophecy, particularly pol- political prophecies. And, uh, uh, and so I preached that back at that time. And it's one of the few messages that I have ever preached in my life <laughs> that if I could go back and do it over, I wouldn't change a word of it. I wouldn't change a sentence of it. I wouldn't change any of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I think just about every preacher, if they could go back and re-preach the last message they just preached, so many of them, you know, I know it's true with me. Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said this, or I, you know, that sort of thing. But that pr- message I preached on political prophecies, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> what are the few that I've ever preached like that? Anyway, uh, that's going to be the, the link to that. And it's audio only, okay? So you won't see me visually, you know, like you hear, like I am here. It's audio. It'll be a picture of me, but it, 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 it's audio only. And if you click on the link in the description, that's that's with this message, that'll take you right to that to that to that message on political prophecies. And I I, I believe it would be a tremendous blessing to you. And so I would recommend that that you know listen to this message today first. And then, hey, when you have some time, go listen to that. I think it would, would help you greatly and, and keep, uh, people that listen to that, I think it would, would keep them out. Of, I know it would keep them out of confusion and being confused by any, uh, quote unquote political prophecies. Okay. Now that's going to be, uh, in the description of every sermon that I preach from now through the end of this uh, presidential election cycle. And it's also going to be on my wife's. Uh, also that her, the description of her message, and I'll remind you briefly every week about it. I won't take this much time, but I'll remind you at the beginning and end of each message every week. Hey, go check out that, that link, that message I preached on political prophecies. Okay. So I said a great deal about it today. Next week, I'll probably go through this again. And then as we go on, I won't say as much about it, but I'll just, you know, tell everybody, Hey, that's there. Listen to it, it would be helpful to you. Okay. All right. So with that being said, let's get in to the message for today. And the message for today, I want to talk about heaven. I, I, I feel impressed to talk about heaven. You know, heaven is, is, a, is a real place. It, it really, really is. It, it's located, uh, the Bible locates it in the farthest sides of the north. 
and uh, in the northernmost part of the sky. And actually, if you study into it a little bit, there's a place in the nebula of the constellation Orion. Now, remember, there's nothing wrong with astronomy. Astrology is evil, but astronomy isn't. But there's a place in the nebula of the constellation of Orion. It's a space about 90,000 times bigger than the Earth's diameter. And it's the most beautiful part of space. And, and, And it's a place that astronomers' telescopes cannot probe into. Isn't that interesting? The, 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 the uh, astronomers, as they probe the, the, the sky, there's a place in the farthest sides of the north, beautiful place, a vast expanse that their telescopes cannot probe into. And <laughs> why, why is that? Because that's where heaven is and, it, and nobody going to spy on God. You understand that? Nobody going to spy on him. <laughs> and so... Uh, but having said that, though, I want to I want to say this to you. I was watching Larry King some years ago, and he was talking about, I think, with a, a, a minister of the gospel, and might have even been Billy Graham. I don't know, but he was talking many years ago on on his show about heaven and this and that, and and, and he said he said, well, you know, astronauts have been out there. And there's nothing out there. Well, you have to realize heaven. And I mean, true. I mean. In the natural realm, the uh, astronauts can go out there. In the the natural realm, they're not going to find heaven in the natural realm. But you need to remember, there's a spiritual realm. And actually, the natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. The Bible says God is a spirit. And, And I tell you what, angels are spirit beings. Mankind, we are spirit beings. We possess a soul. We live in this physical body. But look at the book of Genesis, the first couple of chapters. You can see that God spoke. He said, and then the creation came about. The natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. And I tell you what, there's just a fine line between the natural realm and the spirit realm. So certainly you go out there, an astronaut, go out there and look for heaven. In the natural realm, you're not going to find it. But I tell you what, there's a place as the astronomers look into that northern sky, fine line between the natural and the supernatural and the spiritual, but there's a place in the far north, as I said, that their telescopes can't probe into, and there's that fine line between the natural and the supernatural up right up there. You move over in the spirit realm and heaven, I'm convinced, and the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, it's in the farther sides of the north, is heaven. Absolutely a real, real place. Absolutely. See, the Bible mentions, talks about a, a third heaven. And we'll mention it here in just a moment that Paul was caught up into the third heaven. You know, and I know there's one cult. I think it's the Mormons. They teach that there's three levels of heaven. But as you look into the Bible and study the Bible, there, the, the heaven, there's a heaven that, that it, it, it surrounds the earth. It's the atmosphere. And then there's a second heaven, which would be, uh, you know, where the, the, the stars are and the moon and out where the astronauts do go, out where Captain Kirk and Captain Picard go, you know, from Star Trek. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. You know, that's, but, you know, I like to joke. I joke. I told that joke one time and some lady got mad at me because, you know, she thought I was in the new age because I mentioned Star Trek. No, I enjoy watching Star Trek. And by the way, the next generation was better than the, than, than, uh, 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 Kirk and, and, and McCoy and Spock, as good as that was. But <laughs> Picard and Riker and those people are, that was better. But out where those people fly around, that would be the second heaven. And then that third heaven's over into spiritual realm. And that's where God is. Glory to God in the far sides of the north. So it's a real place. And so what I want to do today is talk about heaven. And I'm going to give you the top 10 reasons I want to go to heaven. The top 10 reasons I want to go to heaven. I remember David Letterman many years ago. He Every night on his show, I think it was every night, he did a top 10 list. <laughs> kind of amusing. and uh, But what he would do is he's, he would give the top 10 reasons he had for whatever it was. And he'd start with 10 and 9 eight, seven, six, and he went all the way down to the first reason that, that, you know, that he had for whatever it was he was doing that night. So I want to give you the top 10 reasons that I want to go to heaven. All right. So let's, let's start out. Number 10, heaven is an awesome place, a place of beauty and wonder. And with that said, let me read you some verses from the Bible. If you have your Bibles open to Revelation chapter four, 
I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. Verse 1, heaven is an awesome place of beauty and wonder. Let's hear what the Bible has to say about heaven and how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is. Here's what the Bible said. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After these things I looked, talking about the Apostle John, he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And uh, and, and notice here, uh, for his testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, they tried to kill him, boil him in oil, tradition says, and they, they couldn't kill him, so they exiled him, and then God gave him the book of Revelation. So after these things I looked, and behold, the door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like that of a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I'll show you things which must take place after this. So he's there on the Isle of Patmos in the natural realm. And then the Bible says, verse 2, Immediately I was in the Spirit. See, there's a fine line between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And just immediately, just that, just just suddenly, just that fast, he was in the Spirit. He, he was over in the Spirit realm, you see. Now his body is still there. Right there on the Isle of Patmos, but he, he, he's, he, he gets in the spirit. He gets in the spirit. He's over in the spirit. Fine line between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And he's over in the spirit. Behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. So, you know, he was caught up into heaven because that, that voice said, uh, come up here. Now, you know, uh, some say that he was literally, his body was translated to heaven. Others say, other good Bible teachers say that his, his spirit was caught up to heaven. Um, y- y- you could argue that either way. I'm, I'm of the opinion that his body stayed there on the Isle of Patmos, but he, I, I think he was in prayer and, and, and because you see, that's one way you get over in the spirit is praying and praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. I believe he was probably praying in other tongues and, and then he, he's over in the spirit and, and, and spiritually he, his spirit caught up to heaven. That's what, what I think on this. But, uh, anyway, but he's over in the spirit and, a throne is set in heaven and one sat on the throne. <laughs> Glory to God. You know who's sitting on the throne? That's God sitting on the throne. The Father sitting on the throne. Of course, Jesus at his right hand, you know. Where's the Holy Ghost? Well, he's in the earth. You understand that. He was sent into the earth on the day of Pentecost. Much we could say about it. But there's a throne set in heaven. One sat on the throne. Now, it's interesting. We're talking here about heaven being a place of awesome, awesomeness and beauty and wonder. And... uh John, now he's in, he, he's, he's in heaven. He's observing heaven. He sees the throne of God. It's interesting. The, uh, the book of Daniel, Daniel said that, uh, he saw the throne of God and he said that it was a fiery flame and it, it had wheels on it and it, it burned with fire. Glory to God. Wheels of fire. Think about that. Wheels of fire on the throne of God. Ezekiel, I think, <laughs> He saw that throne. It was, I mean, much we could say about it, but he saw a similar thing. I mean, that's a throne of fire. I mean, wheels of fire. Boy, I can feel the anointing when I get on and talk about this. Ooh, glory to God. That's the power of God. The throne of God and wheels of fire. The Bible says God is a fire from the loins up, fire from the loins down. The Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And whoo, glory to God. And, and John is caught up and he sees the throne of God and he sees the one sitting on the throne. That's God. Glory to God. And he who, look at verse three, Re- Revelation four, verse three. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. I mean, you think that Dorothy and, and Toto and the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion, you think they saw something when they saw Emerald City? <laughs> Emerald City hasn't got anything on heaven, what John saw. Now people come in there and they'll want to write me a letter and say, oh, you shouldn't talk about the Wizard of Oz. I like watching The Wizard of Oz. I think it was a good, a fantastic movie. But I tell you what, heaven beats Emerald City. Glory to God. I tell you what, God sure beats The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Glory to God. And God's sitting on that throne and John saw him. And then around, and there's a rainbow. Whoo, I can't wait to see that rainbow. Glory to God. That rainbow belongs to God. Glory to God. It does not belong to the homosexuals. It belongs to God. And that's a pretty rainbow. Glory to God. I can only imagine what that looks like. And, and, and so that, that throne of God is surrounded by the rainbow. <laughs> and, uh, in, in appearance like an emerald around the throne was 24 thrones. And on the thrones, I saw 24 elders. Now, those elders are representative of you and me, actually. Twelve of them rep- represent old, the Old Testament saints. 
The Old Testament believers and 12 of them, you know, represent the New Testament. You see, there's 12 tribes of Israel in the Old Testament, 12 apostles, you know, in the, in, in the New, in the New Testament. Glory to God. And so they're representative of you and me and they're clothed in white robes. And those, they got those white robes because of the blood of Jesus. They had crowns of gold on their heads. And fr- crowns of gold. I'm going to say something about that in a moment too. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices and seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. That has to do with the sevenfold work of the Holy Ghost. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Think about that. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes, front and in back. Now, we're talking about heaven being a place of awesome beauty and wonder. I tell you what, this is not like taking a trip to the zoo. I mean, I've gone to the St. Louis Zoo many times with my wife, and I see animals there that I didn't even know existed. But I tell you what, you see these these living creatures. Glory to God. You ain't ever seen nothing like this before. <laughs> Think about it. Living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third was like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Glory to God, the four living creatures, each having six wings full of eyes around and within, and they did not rest night or day, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is, who is to come. Glory to God, won't that be something to... That's why I want to go to heaven, I want to see that. I mean, John saw it. And you go in the Old Testament, those prophets of God, they different ones had visions of, of the throne of God in heaven and, and they all saw the same they all saw the same thing. Glory to God. The cherubim is a type of angelic being, the seraphim, another type of angelic being. I mean, glory to God. Praise God. Heaven's a beautiful place. And then if you go to Revelation twenty one, let's pick up in verse ten, and he, this is talking about an angel, carried me away, carried John away in see in the spirit. To a great high mountain and showed me the great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So this city is in heaven. Why do I want to go to heaven? I'd like to take a look at this city. Having the glory of God, her light was like the most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, 12 angels at the gates, and and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, three on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations. On them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Glory to God. I, and I, I, I can tell you Judas' name is not there. And some say it could be Matthias who replaced uh, Judas. But I, I personally think it's the Apostle Paul. But whatever, whatever, we'll find out. <laughs> yes, what reason, another reason I want to go to heaven. I want to see who that 12th name is. I think it's Paul, but none, because you never hear any more about Matthias after, uh, after he was, got elected as a 12th, as a 12th, uh, 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 apostle, and that was all good and fine, you know, but, but we hear a whole lot about the apostle Paul who was called himself a, a apostle as one born out of due season. But anyway, we go to heaven, we'll find out when we get there, you know, who's, what that 12th name is on that foundation. But praise God, isn't that going to be something? And uh, he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. It's interesting, the New Living Translation in verse 16 says, When he measured it, he found it was square, as wide as it was long. In fact, it was in the form of a cube. For for its length and width and height were each 1,400 miles. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick. Think about that. Whoo, glory to God. The construction of the wall was, uh, now here's how it's constructed. You're not going to find any asphalt in here now or cement. Now watch this. Jasper, the city, and the city was pure gold. Glory to God. There's a lot of gold in heaven. I tell you what, lots of gold in heaven, clear, uh, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall, the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation, Jasper, second, Sapphire, third, Kedalini. I never, don't even know what that is. The fourth, Emerald. There's Emerald. The fifth, the fifth Sardox, the sixth Sardis, the seventh Crystallite, the third Beryl, the ninth Topaz, the tenth Christophrase, the eleventh Jacksonith, and the twelfth Amethyst. Well, you can tell I'm not a jeweler. <laughs> I'm a preacher, used to be a math teacher, I'm not a jeweler, but I tell you what, uh, uh, there's, there's some, heaven is not a place of poverty, I'll tell you that, glory to God, and God wants His will in heaven to be done on earth, you know, and, and God, God's against poverty, but I tell you what be something just to look at that look at those that look at look at the 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 wall the foundation glory to god the 12 now watch this verse 21 the 12 gates were 12 pearls 
<laughs> I mean, that's a big pearl. I mean, pearls. Glory to God. Like one person said, it had to be an awful big oyster. Well, I say that jokingly, but God made that, no doubt. And I mean, pearls. I mean, glory to God. Glory to God. Talk about the pearly gates. My, my, my goodness. And they were each gate. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Not gravel road, not an asphalt road, not a cement road. <laughs> Glory to God, but gold. Solid gold, transparent. <sighs> wow. Glory to God. And then in verse, uh, Revelation 22 verse 1, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, who is Jesus. You talk about pretty. You talk about beautiful. You haven't seen pretty and beautiful until you've seen heaven. That's why I, I, I've told people for years, anybody who's a Christian that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, truly, really believes on the Lord Jesus Christ and they die, I mean, don't feel sorry for them. I mean, because they wouldn't come back here to earth if they could. <laughs> I mean, heaven is a beautiful place. And, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, if you look at 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2, he said, I know a man in Christ and he's talking about himself 14 years ago whether in the body I do not know or, out, or whether out of the body I do not know God knows see there's such a fine line between the spirit realm and the natural realm he was in heaven and he didn't know if he was in his body or not he didn't know now he was caught up he, he didn't know if he if he was in his body or not he didn't know it's such a fine line but he was caught up just like John was Caught up, you know. Uh, but anyway, he was caught up. You know, we talked about John being caught up just when we started this message. He was caught up to the third heaven. And again, that's that's not the atmosphere. That's not where, you know, where the, the moon and the stars are and the planets. That's up into that far sides of the north, over into the spirit realm. He was caught up into, into, into the third heaven. And he said, I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. See, he, there he talking about it again. There's such a fine line between the natural realm and the spirit realm. And, and he was caught up into paradise, heaven, you know, and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Whew. Why do I want to go to heaven? Well, that'll do it right there. We could stop right there and be blessed. But, but wait, there's more. I've got, I got nine more reasons. Let's go, let's go through these. Number nine. Heaven is a place of anointed worship. There's choirs of angels and choirs of redeemed saints. Praise God. Revelation 5 verse 8. Let's look at that. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, before Jesus, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you are slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. See, they're worshiping Jesus. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Heaven's not, it's not quiet. It's, they're worshiping God. Praise God. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Glory to God. My, my, my. Number nine reason that I want to go to heaven. I, I want to go, I want to go along with all these other reasons, but I want to go listen per, to partake of, of course, and worship God, but to, to listen to that anointed music. I tell you what, there's nothing like anointed music nothing like anointed music first time i was aware of it i was in vacation bible school and the, and the pastor's wife went over to the piano and started playing and 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 and, and i tell you what something's coming out of that piano i didn't know what it was at the time but i tell you what it hit me i started crying weeping i didn't know what was wrong with me i looked around none of the other kids were, were crying or anything but i was crying and I found out later that was the anointing of God. I tell you what, the anointing of God rides on music. I tell you, what, the, 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 anoint, the music will stir up the, uh, the, the, the prophetic anointing. I remember that one prophet in the Old Testament, I believe it was Elisha, he said, call, he called for a musician. I believe it was Elisha. And he played and he began to prophesy. I tell you, thank God for anointed music. Oh, there's nothing like it. You could listen to the music in heaven for eternity. And it would seem like just, just a second of time. You, you you hear that music and you don't want to leave it. 
You don't want to, you don't want to get out of that, that atmosphere. Absolutely not. I'll just say this, uh, several years back, it's probably been about nine years ago now, give or take eight or nine years ago, I had a dream. I don't talk much about this. I mentioned a little bit more about it back at the time, but said very little then. I just mentioned it. But, uh, uh, I, let me, let me just, let me just tell you, uh, you, you get a taste of heaven. You don't won't want to come back here. And, uh, people want to know, well, I wonder when I die. See, when you die, your spirit's going to leave your body. And, and your spirit's going to go one of two places. Either to heaven, if you're born again of the, uh, of the Holy Ghost, of the Spirit of God, and you've been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus, you receive Jesus as your Savior. And there's another place, we'll talk about that in a minute, it's called hell. But you're going to go one or two places. But I tell you what, people have asked me, I wonder how long it's going to take to get to heaven. There's a fine line between the spirit realm and the natural realm. You die, your spirit comes out of your body that quick. Take it from me. That You'll feel a sensation of going up. If you're born again to the Spirit of God. Now, if you're not born again, you're going to have the opposite sensation of going down, down, down into the pit of hell. But I tell you what, if you're born again, you'll go up and you're there that faster than you can snap. You just, you, you, all I can tell you is what happened to me. Sensation of going up and you're there. Glory to God. And I tell you, just what little I will share right now. I mean, gold, solid. We read about gold there. Gold everywhere. I mean, solid gold. Glory to God. And I got to listen. Oh, praise God. I don't care if you believe it or not. I know what happened. I, I only had one dream like this in all of my life. Most of my dreams are just crazy dreams that don't mean anything, just like the ones you have. But I had one about eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. I tell you what. Glory to God. It was about, a, about, I don't know, about six months after my mother went to heaven. But I tell you what, I, oh man, oh that music, oh that music, that music, that music in heaven, that, that, uh, I tell you what, those heavenly choir, that heavenly choir, oh my, 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 my. I tell you what, it doesn't sound anything like some of these mega churches where you got all the smoke and the lights and all that. It didn't sound anything like that. It, it take, here, here, let me tell you, it's like a Billy Graham choir. Only you put that on steroids. I mean, my, 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 and, 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 and you don't want to ever leave that. Just, just listening to that. So wonder what we're going to do in heaven when we get there. Well, I tell you, what, you could listen to the, just the music. I mean, yeah, you just listen to that. And, and that, that would suffice you forever. I mean, for eternity. It, the anointing on it. I mean, that heavenly choir. I, I got a glimpse of it. Well, I don't believe you, Pastor Terry. I don't care. I got a glimpse of it. And I tell you what, when I had to come back, I didn't want to come back. I did not want to come back. No, 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 no. As much as I love my wife, I want to stay there. Oh, it's a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. It's a place of anointed worship. It's a place where angels sing and, and the redeemed saints of God sing. And my, 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 my. I could talk about that for a while, but nonetheless... And heaven's up. It's up. It's in the far sides of the north. Up. When you die, you want to be sure you're going up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, uh, and you want to be sure you're not going down. That's, that's hell. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, just briefly, I'll say a few things about it. Number eight. There's no night in heaven. Eighth reason I want to go, go, go to heaven is there's no night there. Well, yes, you're going to get to play golf 24 hours a day. No, I, I think golf's going to be the furthest thing from our minds. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, we worship God. I listen to that music. I tell you, I've played some golf in my life. I've played on some nice courses. But I tell you what, you can take all the golf courses, put them together, and, and it, it wouldn't compare with just that much of that anointed music of heaven. Oh, wow. Glory to God. And there, but there's no night there. There's no night there. There's no, uh, God is light in him is no darkness of all. There's no shadow of turning. There's no shadows in heaven. Absolutely. No shadows. No shadows. No shadow of turn. No shadows there. Revelation 21 verse 23. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb, that's Jesus, is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at, at all by day. And there'll be no night there, the Bible said. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And that's number eight. Reason I want to go to heaven. No darkness there. No darkness there. I think we're, I think, I know, I, it's not a matter of thinking, it's, I know we're going to be shocked at, 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 there's no shadows. You'd be surprised how much we do in the, in the shadows. Like I'm standing before you right now, I got these lights on in here and all that, and it's still, but, but you get to heaven, I, I mean, we're going to see, I mean, it's going to be light. 
like we've never experienced before. God is light. In Him is no darkness at all, no shadow of turning. Glory to God. A place of light, no shadows, no no darkness, no night there. The seventh reason I want to go to heaven, and I could probably come up with more than these ten, but but I'm giving you these ten. <laughs> the number seven, there's no devil, demons, temptations, accusations, or trials there. Can you say amen to that? Oh man, that's going to be nice. Listen to Revelation 12 verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world and was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven now salvation and strength in the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ to come for the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren, that's the devil who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Now there's much we could say about this, much packed in those verses. I could talk for hours about these verses, but I'm going to just say this. The seventh reason I want to go to heaven, there's no devil there. There's no demons there. There's no temptations there. There's no accusations there. There's no trials there. Glory to God. Won't that be wonderful? You know, I was thinking about this. A lot of people think that, you know, ministers, you know, uh, uh, don't have to deal, you know, you, let me put another, a lot of people think that, you know, that, 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 I'm talking about non-ministers. They think that they're, they're the ones that get tempted and, and ministers don't ever really have much problem with it. I tell you what, I think ministers have more problems being tempted by the devil than people who aren't ministers because the devil knows if he can take out a minister or some notable minister or whatever, you know, uh, what, what, as opposed to taking out a non-minister, if a devil, if the devil can, can tempt and demons can tempt a minister and get him or her to fall, what, what, what a, how, how that tarnishes, brings tarnishment, you know, uh, to, to the body of Christ and the world of the church. So I said all that to say this, ministers are tempted, I think, to a greater degree and far more than people who aren't ministers. Because the devil, if he can trip up a minister, it, 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 could, it could hurt a lot of people. Whereas opposed to just what we call this, this regular church member, they fell. You don't want anybody to fall into, into temptation and sin. But it hurts people all right. But if, oh, if the devil can take out a minister. Oh, how many people that, that, that hurts. And you've seen that over the, over the years, you know. But so I said that to say this, uh, ministers get tempted, I think, more than than, than most. Uh, and everybody's temptation is different. We all have weaknesses in different areas. I know one of the places I have weaknesses in is is in, in the world of food. I've overcome most of that. I uh, have gained a couple of pounds back. But I tell you what, there was a day I was tipping the scales at about 240 and long story short, I, my cholesterol numbers were through the roof and a lot of problems and, and were, were pending and, and I looked like a heart attack waiting to happen. This over 10 years ago and, and the Lord dealt with my heart and he'd been dealing with my heart for years and years on it. Finally, when I, just as I turned 50, he said, now this is the last time I'm going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and I, and I took him, I do, I do. I was headed for disaster and I was able, I lost all that weight and got myself down where I need to be and I run about five miles just about every day and glory to God change that whole situation around but but my area of temptation for the most part was in the area of food I mean one day I had eaten a bunch of, of sweets and I told Diane I said I said hide everything hide all the sweets I don't need more sweets hide it and then I don't know, a couple of weeks came and went and I had a low spell. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted some, 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 some candy, some brownies, some whatever, cupcakes, and she had hit it all. She's a good hider. I couldn't find any food. I was so, I wanted that, I wanted that sugar. I called her on the phone. I said, you tell me where it is. She said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, yo, you're going to tell me. She said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, you're going to tell me. She said, I said, you're going to tell me where that, where those cupcakes are. I'm going to go out and buy a bakery. I said, I'm going to get me those cupcakes. But, uh, but the devil knows where our temptations are, where our weaknesses are, and he tempts us in those areas. But uh, uh, won't that be nice? And we have to resist that temptation. That's not easy, whatever area it is, whether it's in the area of sex or gambling or, or food or drugs or whatever it is. Uh, but, but in heaven, that's all going to be gone. Can you say amen? We won't have to deal with that anymore. There's another verse that says we'll be able, we'll, we'll cease from our labors. Won't that be wonderful? I mean, the labors and the trials that we go on, that go on, that we have to deal with here on the earth. That's the seventh reason I want to go to heaven. Glory to God. Nobody, no accusations, no 
trials, temptations, that's all gone. Glory to God. The sixth reason I want to go to heaven is you got good neighbors in heaven. <laughs> Have you ever lived next to somebody or around somebody or had somebody at work that you had trouble getting along with? <laughs> well, in heaven, you know, a lot of good neighbors. There's no lying there. No dishonesty there. No gossip. No backbiting. No sin. No curse. Glory to God. Uh, Revelation 21, 27 says, But there shall by no means enter heaven, it heaven, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 22, 14, But outside, outside of heaven are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. See, no, no, no sinful stuff in heaven. Glory to God. No sinful stuff in heaven. Is that wonderful? Glory to God. Revelation 22, 3, and there shall be no more curse. That's talking about no sickness, no disease, no poverty, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. So, you know, good neighbors, good people to be around. Glory to God. Somebody asked me one time, they said, they said, Pastor Terry, you know, uh, I don't get along with so, well, no, here's how they said it to me. They said, they said, so and so, member of the church, doesn't get along with this other member of the church. They're both Christians, and they just don't get along. <laughs> one sits on one side of the church, one sits on the other. <laughs> they, they don't get along. What's going to happen in heaven? <laughs> you know what? I'm still thinking about that, and I can't I can't really tell, tell you the answer to that. I posed that to a friend of mine one time, and we're getting getting to this anyway. And, and, and he said, "Well, he said, uh, he said, uh, brother Terry, he said, because I said, what's going to happen? Do you think I asked this guy what's going to happen? Two Christians don't get along here on the earth. What's going to happen up in heaven?" He said, "Well, he says that's why Jesus said in my Father's house there are many mansions. So I mean, would imply that maybe those two people aren't going to be living uh, uh, close to each other in heaven." <laughs> I think, you know, I don't know, but I think that when we get to heaven, the power of God and, and the anointing, that is the power of God, the anointing, the power of God and the love of God, we're going to be in the presence of God. I mean, we're going to be in the, we, we can sense a measure of that here on the earth, his anointing at different levels at different times. But up there, I mean, we're going to be in, I mean, we're going to have his, the power of God in, in the greatest manifestation and I think, I tell you what, even the two most sourest people with one another, that I'm talking Christians now, they don't like each other here on the earth. They get up there in the power and in the presence of God and that, that anointed worship and that anointed atmosphere. I think that, that the, the, the two most, 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 uh, uh, opposed people, that they're most opposed to each other here on the earth, they get up there and, uh, the things of earth will grow strangely dim, as the as the one hymn said, and those things won't matter anymore. And they get in that presence of God, they'll start hugging one another and and, and shaking hands and love hugging one another's neck and getting along. That's what I think. Glory to God. I think that is the answer. Praise God. I think that's the answer. <laughs> Glory to God. Whew, I can't wait to get to heaven. Now I want to live my life out here on the earth. Don't misunderstand me. But oh, we've got something to look forward to if we're born again. The fifth reason that I want to go to heaven is there's no more, there's no death there. There's no sorrow there. There's no crying there. Uh, uh, there's no pain. Revelation 21 verse 4, and God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, no sorrow, nor crying. There'll be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Glory to God. No funeral parlors in heaven. No undertakers in heaven. No, no, none of this where you get to, getting to love somebody, you know, and then, and then they die and you're no longer able to be around them. No, that's all, that, that don't happen in heaven. We're, we're, as Christians, you know, believers on the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, in the Old Testament, got saved the same way as in the New Testament, believing on Jesus. Everybody who's died in Christ, believing in the Lord with all their heart, we go to heaven, we get to be, we get to be with each other for eternity without end. No more death, no more crying, no more sorrow, no more pain, no, no funeral homes, no cemeteries, no hospitals. Glory to God. Number four, the fourth reason that I want to go to heaven is our mansion, our reward and our unimaginable, and unimaginable blessing, bless, unimaginable blessings are in heaven waiting for us. 
Let me say that again. Fourth reason I want to go to heaven is our we all have a mansion there. Absolutely. All, every born-again believer has a mansion there, a reward there. Unimaginable blessings are there. Listen to John 14, verse 1. The Lord said, The Lord Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there it is, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, uh, there you may be also. Many mansions. No shacks in heaven. Many mansions. Beautiful place in heaven. Glory, glory, glory to God. And, 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 you know, our reward awaits us in heaven. Now, how do we get into heaven? We get into heaven, it's a free gift by receiving Jesus, repenting of our sins, receiving him, and the blood of Jesus purchases us. Purchase, he purchased us with his own blood, and our ticket to heaven has been purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did on Calvary's cross through his death, burial, and resurrection. When we receive him, that means we get to go to heaven. But then see if we'll live right here on the earth There'll be a reward for us in heaven. Now, the living right doesn't get us into heaven. The blood of Jesus gets us into heaven. But if we'll live right, tell you what, then we'll get to go go to heaven. Uh, I'm sorry, then we'll get rewarded once we're in heaven. Now, I want to be sure you understand that because I, I tripped up my words. So I want to be sure you get this. No misunderstanding. Our good works don't get us to heaven. The blood of Jesus gets us us to heaven. We all go to heaven Only one way, through Jesus Christ, his shed blood, what he did on the cross, through his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what gets us to heaven. But if we'll live right here on the earth, once we're in heaven, because of the blood of Jesus, then there is reward for those who have lived right here on the earth. Now, I want to be sure you got that. That's why I said that again to clear that up. Be sure that there's no misunderstanding. You can't work your way to heaven. That's a free gift. But you can have good works here on the earth that you'll be rewarded for in heaven. You know, if you look at Revelation chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 4, around the throne, around the throne of God were 24 thrones. We're talking about, about, you know, our mansion is in heaven. Our, the, 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 the reward that God has for us, unimaginable blessings are there. But let's just talk about these crowns for just a moment. Re, crowns of reward. The Bible says in Revelation 4 verse 4, around the throne, 24 thrones. We've talked about that. Those 24 elders sitting in white robes. See, they got the white robes because of the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. That's free gift. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. Now, I'm convinced that, 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 that they got those crowns of gold because of their good works, what they did here on the earth. The white robes are a free gift through the blood of Jesus. But those crowns, I'm convinced, were rewards for, for, for what they did here on the earth. And these are a representative group of you and me. And you need to understand that. And you say, well, where did they get their crowns? Well, the Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed for human beings once to die and after that, the judgment. I believe that when a sinner dies, their judgment, they go to hell and they'll stay there awaiting what's known as a great white throne judgment. That's another message for another time. But we as believers on the Lord Jesus Christ, when we die, there's also a judgment. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And it's not a judgment that, that has to do with heaven or hell. See, if we're believers, that's heaven's already a sealed deal. Through the blood of Jesus, we're going to heaven. The question is not whether or not we're going to go to heaven. We're going to go to heaven because we believe on Jesus and we've received him, the free gift, the free gift that he's offered us through what he did on the cross and through his death, burial and resurrection. That's not the question of whether or not a believer is going to go to heaven. The question is, what, what's the reward going to be once we're there? Are we going to receive any crowns? What's going to, you know, and, and, and this is something I'm looking forward to in heaven because when a, when a believer dies, I'm convinced that before they go into heaven, there, there, there is a judgment that takes place. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And, and, and every believer is going to be judged for the works they've done in their body. Let's, let's look at some scripture here. Second Corinthians 5.10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now that's talking about believers. That each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he's done, whether good or bad. See, some people think, well, if I'm good enough, I'll get to go to heaven. No, 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 no. You can't be good enough. Only only receiving Jesus gets us into heaven. But once we're in heaven, then what we've done here on the earth depends on what kind of a, re, of a reward we're going to get, uh, whether we've done good things here on the earth or bad. 
And, and notice in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11, says this, No other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, he's our foundation. He's, he's the one that gets us into heaven. And then it says, If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. See, I like gold, silver, precious stones better than wood, hay, and straw. <clears throat> Don't you? And, and, absolutely. Each one's work. See, it work. What have we done in our bodies here on the earth since we got saved? Each one's work will become clear for the day. The day of the judgment seat of Christ will declare it because it will, it will, it will be revealed by fire. Not the fire of hell, but the fire of God. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he'll receive a reward. Absolutely. I believe that's a crown. Absolutely, as we'll see. If anyone's work is burned, so there's going to be Christians, they die, they go to heaven, they stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and, and their work is burned, and the Bible says, read it right there, they will suffer loss, but they themselves will be saved even through the fire. See, they're saved. Why are they saved? They, they, their work was burned. They received no reward, but they're still saved. Why is that? Because Duh, because we're, we're all saved the same way. It's a free gift through receiving Jesus and his precious blood. That's what determines whether we're going to get into heaven or not. But if we receive Jesus and, and we were smart enough to receive the, the gift of salvation, then, then heaven's a, a, a for sure thing. But, but what's going to happen at the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to find out what kind of rewards we're going to get. And the Bible says, will be judged whether we did good things in the body or bad since we got saved. And some Christians' works are going to be burned and they suffer loss. They get into heaven, that beats going to hell, but they have no reward. They may well have a, a mansion, but they don't have ever any reward. And I don't know how all of that works, certainly not. The Bible's not totally clear on all of that, but, but I tell you what, as far as these rewards go and crowns and how all that works, but I tell you what, I'm giving you what I do know. And, and, and we can not live right here on the earth and have our works burned to smithereens. Uh, we get into heaven all right. We're saved but through that fire. But, but we, we don't have any, any reward. Beats going to hell though. But you can live right here on the earth and you can do good works and promote the gospel and serve the Lord and serve, you know, and work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that that person will receive a reward. And actually there's five crowns of reward that you could receive. Why well, I want to go to heaven. One of those crowns is, is there's a special, there's five crowns. One's a minister's crown that a faithful minister gets. It's reserved for ministers. One crown, one of the five for ministers. Those who have served the Lord Jesus faithfully. Oh, I, I, I hope I get one of those. I, I hope I do. And then there's one as uh, a crown for those who love his appearing. That's why we ought to look for his coming and be aware of it every day that Jesus is coming. There's another crown for those who endure persecution, hardness, and even martyrdom. Those who give their lives for the cause of Christ here on the earth. There's another crown for those who resist temptation and keep their flesh under control. It's like resisting them cupcakes. <laughs> I joke about cupcakes, but it's like resisting the temptation to commit adultery or to lie or to cheat or steal or, or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. There's a, there's a, there's a reward for that. And then there's the, I think the prettiest crown of all, the soul winner's crown. The Bible says he who wins souls is wise as soul winner's crown. Why do I want to go to heaven? Because these, these rewards are there and they're eternal rewards. See, rewards we get here on the earth are temporal. They're not going to last. But I tell you what, we get those rewards, they'll be for eternity. And actually, you study into this even a little further. When we get to heaven, I think one thing we're going to be surprised with is that not everybody is going to look the same. Now, we're going to recognize people. We're going to, we're going to know people that we live with here on the earth, assuming they were saved. Okay? And we're going to know people from other from other time periods. I think the Bible's clear on that. And, uh, and, and, but not everybody's gonna have the same glory about them. Because you study, you can look at 1 Corinthians 15 sometime and read that chapter and you can see that, that not everybody has the same glory about them, the same brilliance about them. I believe that, that, that people who serve the Lord down here and fulfill the, the, the plan that God had for their life, uh, I believe those people are gonna shine bright. <laughs> and those who resisted temptation and those who lived right and those who won souls and all of that, I believe they're going to shine brighter 
than those Christians who they got saved, but that was about all. And they made heaven, if you will, by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Uh, <laughs> like Peter, I put in my own words, but he said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where do the sinner and, and heathen stand, you know? But be that as it may, not everybody is going to look the same. I know when I had that dream about eight or nine years ago, all I'll, t- all I'll say right here is not everybody looked the same. I mean, the brilliance, but, but more so what I saw is the way they were dressed. Everybody had on a white, a white garment. Everybody, everybody. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's salvation, the, 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 uh, the, the gown of salvation. But some people had on a robe of righteousness. And, and all I can tell you is from what I, what I took away from that is, is there's, there's people that they get into heaven, they, they receive Jesus, they did nothing much else for the Lord, but, Salvation's a free gift. They had that white that white gown. Glory to God. But there were some there that had had those had those robes on. I know that choir I saw. They all had those robes on. Ooh man, this place. Oh man, solid gold. I mean gold. And those were whoo, that that heavenly choir redeemed saints and they they held those those robes, my, 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 my. And, uh, and you could see that white undergarment underneath and those robes and the, and the, and the people in the, they had their backs to me. Uh, the people in the choir, they had their faces. I was at a distance. I, I, I couldn't make out who anybody was, but I knew they were redeemed saints and they had the white garment underneath and that robe of, those robes of righteousness and they sang like a Billy Graham choir on steroids and, and those were redeemed saints that, that had lived right and worshiped God here on the earth. And then there was a vast multitude that was, was facing away from me and all they had on were the, were the, uh, all they had on were the white. The white robe, the white, the white gowns, the white garments. They weren't, they weren't arrayed like those up on the, on the stage. They had the white, the white garments on. They see, they, re- they obtained them because they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and they, they missed hell. They made heaven. Oh, glory to God. But they, they didn't have the same brilliance about them. They didn't have the same, they didn't, they weren't dressed the same. Oh, it beats going to hell though. And, and I'm convinced I had to leave. I couldn't go in among them. I, it wasn't time yet. I couldn't go in there. I had to leave and go back to the earth. Uh, but but uh, I'm convinced I didn't get to stay long enough. But I'm convinced that after I, that eventually when that choir got done, I know this by the Holy Ghost, somebody was going to walk up on that stage and teach the word of God to that crowd because I'm convinced I can't give you chapter and verse per se. You, so if it... Just throw it out if if it doesn't bear witness with your spirit. But somebody's going to walk up there and teach those people the word of God. And I'm convinced if you don't learn the word of God here and learn to live by faith here, you're going to have to there. Oh, it's beautiful. I wanted to stay forever. I didn't want to come back here. Ah, it's beautiful. Oh, I got a glimpse of it. I got a glimpse of it. Ah, it's a beautiful place. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God's prepared for those who love him. Glory to God. Glory to God. The number two, three reason I want to go to heaven is our saved loved ones are there. Glory to God. I got kinfolk there. I know my grandma's there. Glory to God. Ah, when I misbehave, she takes take her cane and put her around my neck and pull me in close and straighten me up. But she saw to it. She saw to it that I got in church when I was a young boy. I'm quite convinced if she hadn't have done that and got me in Sunday school, I'd have probably wound up being a drunk. Probably. Absolutely. But she saw to it I got in church. Glory to God. And the scripture got put into me as a young, as a young kid. And I'm talking about five, six, seven years old. Glory to God. I'm going to get to see her. I'm going to see my mother. I'm going to see my mother. I know, I know as well as I know my own name that that vast crowd I saw with their back to me, uh, facing that, that, that choir. I, I believe my mother was in there. I know she was. I told the Lord a long time before she went, I said, I don't need to see her. I don't need to have any dream. I don't need any of that. Because a lot of times when people die, 
you know, and folks will have dreams and they'll say they saw their loved one, this or that. And I guess that can happen. Most of those I'm not so sure about. But I, I, I didn't see her. I told the Lord. I asked the Lord afterward. I said, how come you didn't let me see her? He said, to me, it spoke to my heart. He said, well, you told me you didn't need to see her. That's <laughs> right. And I don't need to see her. You know why? Because I know she was saved because she believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. I led her in prayer to receive Jesus. Plus, beyond that, she she looked at me in the eye many times. She said, I believe on the Lord. Absolutely, she did. And because of that, she got there. But see, she didn't know too much. She got to heaven, but didn't know too much about the Word of God. She's got to learn it. If you don't learn it here, you're going to learn it there. I'm convinced of that. And bless God, I'll get to see her one of these days. Never to be separated from her again. Won't that be wonderful? Praise God, our loved ones are there. Praise God. Somebody asked me one time, said, what if a loved one dies that's not saved? Am I not going to be heartbroken because they're not there? And I don't know how that works. Maybe God's going to, going to remove that person from our memory. I don't know how that works. I can't answer that question. I just know the glory of God is so wonderful that I believe all those things will fade away. Getting around that glory. The second reason I want to go to heaven is we're going to get to see Jesus. We're going to get to be with Him. Glory to God. The Bible says that we'll see his face. The Bible says that that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord, but that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's Revelation 22, 4 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 8. Philippians 1, 23, the apostle Paul writes, he said, I'm hard pressed between the two having a desire to depart. What does, what does that mean? Depart the earth, depart his body and be with Christ, which is far better. Glory to God. God. Oh, when we see Jesus, I think it's going to be a whole lot different than, <laughs> than what we might think. And uh, all you got to do, I'm not going to take the time because time slipped away from me, but you ought to read Revelation, the first chapter. And John saw him on the Isle of Patmos. Now, John walked with him in his earthly ministry, in Jesus' earthly ministry, and he saw him in the flesh. He, the Bible says he handled him, he touched him, and saw him in the flesh. But they, see, that was in his earthly ministry. But then John saw him on the Isle of Patmos when he appeared to him, you know. And, and you can read it in Revelation, the first chapter, and he, he heard that voice behind him, and he turned and he looked. And <laughs> I mean, you could read, Je- I mean, Jesus in his glorified body and the power. Uh, 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 oh my gosh, you ought to read it sometime. It says, his I turned to see the voice that spoke with me in heaven, turned, I saw the lamp stands and all of that. And he said, I saw Jesus, the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair was white, his wool white as snow, his eyes a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, refined into furs. His voice is the sound of many waters. He had his right hand, the seven stars out of his mouth, a sharp two-edged sword. Countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And oh, that... We we think we know what it's going to be like to see Jesus, but I think when we see him, John bit the dust. Down he went. Oh, my, my. I can't wait to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my, 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 my. That's the number two reason I want to go to heaven. I'll close with this. The number one reason, because I, I gave you all these other reasons I want to go to heaven. And and, and 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 the third one was our saved loved ones will be there. The second one was we'll get to see Jesus and be with him. But the number one reason I want to go to heaven is because I doesn't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And I tell you what, my time has slipped away from me. So I'm going to just tell you this. You don't want to go to hell. It's a place of fire. It's a place of torment. It's a it, it, it's it's a it's a place of darkness. It's a place of the Bible says there's worms there. There's weeping. There's gnashing of teeth. There's wailing. The the, the people that are there is unlike heaven. It's just the, it's the other crowd and the people that have rejected Jesus and blasphemers and 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 sexually immoral and. And, and, and all kinds of terribleness and, and, and loneliness and fire and, and as good as heaven is, maybe I ought to preach next week reasons I don't want to go to hell. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll do that next week if the Lord directs. But I tell you what, you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to go there. And you know everybody, and, and maybe I'll talk on that next week. We'll just see. Because I'm out of time now. Time slipped away. The number one reason I want to go to heaven is because I don't want to go to hell. And you don't have to go to hell. Everybody that's in hell right now is out of the will of God because the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And he, you know, hell is an un, hell is an unusually terrible place. It wasn't even prepared for man, it was prepared for the devil and his angels. But if people reject the grace of God, there's nowhere else for them to go. And, and, and it's a terrible place, but it's a place that's unusually barricaded. 
I, I might just teach on this next weekend. I tell you what, what you got, you got, you got to throw throw aside a whole lot of things, and and the last thing you have to throw aside is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's barricaded with that cross. You got to bypass that cross to get into hell. But I tell you what, it's a terrible place. Don't go there. Don't go there. How do I miss hell? How do I miss it? And how do I get to go to this wonderful place of heaven? I'll tell you how. You repent of your sins and you call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ will be saved. Just with a repentant heart, say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Save me and I, re- I receive you as my Savior. Just that fast. You don't have to. Some say you got to be water baptized. No, you ought to be water baptized, but that won't save you. Receive communion. You ought to receive communion. That won't save you. Go to church. You ought to go to church. That won't save you. Uh, 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 you ought to, you know, give money to the church. You ought to give money to the church. That won't save you. There's only one thing that'll save you and, and me. And it's only one thing. It's, it's Jesus and what he did at the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection, shed blood in us receiving him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be saved. You get to go to heaven one day and miss that terrible place of hell. Call on his name right now. Miss hell and go to heaven. Well, I trust this blessed you today. I'm going to leave you here and we'll pick up next week as the Lord leads. Don't forget to click on that link in the, in the description and listen to What About Political Prophecies. God bless you. Hey, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.